Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are grateful and we are thankful. Spirit of God, we thank you for your presence this afternoon. We ask that you teach us this afternoon. We avail our hearts for change, transformation. Change our minds. Change our way of thinking. Let us not leave this place the same. We give you glory and honor. Teach us wisdom. Teach us your ways. Spirit of God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus and you may be seated. We are sharing about the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. Have you been blessed through these messages? The spirit of wisdom. And um, we have been sharing so many things. I believe this is about the seventh week that we are sharing on this topic. And um, those of you who have been missing some of these series or uh, parts of this series, I will encourage you to listen, go back and listen to the podcast. The messages are on the podcast and you will be blessed. Wonderful. Well, we are, we've been sharing about things that wise people do. We're talking about things that wise people do. And um, last week we talked about the wise builds and maintains his house. You remember we talked about things that the foolish person does. We talked, we said so many things about what the foolish person does. And now we are also looking from the wise man's perspective, the things that he does. And the first thing that we talked about is that the wise builds and maintains his house. The Bible says, wisdom had builded her house. She had hewn out her seven pillars. She had killed her beast. She had mingled her wine. She had also furnished her table. Hallelujah. We said the wise built. The wise built. And wisdom is what brings stability in our lives. Hallelujah. So we look at some of the wisdom pillars that hold stability. Some of the wisdom pillars that hold stability. And then we talked, we said the wise kills the beast in their home. Hallelujah. The wise person, he kills the beast. The beast that is in their home. The beast pertains to the troubles that are in your home. The quarrels that are in your home. The things that disturb your peace that are in your home. And we shared about that. So I will encourage you to listen to it. We talked about the ways to kill the beast in our homes. The ways to destroy the beast in our homes. And then we said the second pillar that we talked about, second pillar of wisdom, we said the wise makes a firm decision not to divorce. The wise person makes a firm decision not to divorce. Hallelujah. Now, those of you who are preparing to get married, I know I'm supposed to have several meetings with you. But the messages that I'm sharing, I am hoping that you are taking wisdom from them. Amen. Because when I'm teaching these things, you, I have you also in mind. Hallelujah. And that I will not repeat these things when I am having individual meetings with you. Do you understand? So, take wisdom from the things that we are sharing. And we say that, make a firm decision not to divorce. A firm decision not to divorce. Hallelujah. Today we want to look at another wisdom pillar. And we want to look at the pillar of stability. The next pillar that we, or pillar of order. Pardon me. The pillar of order. The next wisdom pillar of stability that we want to talk about is the pillar of order. Order. O-R-D-E-R. Order to have things in the proper arrangement. Order is 
the proper arrangement of things. Hallelujah. The proper arrangement of things. To have things in order. Hallelujah. Now you realize that when things are in their proper order, they begin to look pleasant. Do you understand? When things are not in order, things look unpleasant. Things look ugly. Amen. When things are not in order, they bring disturbance. Hallelujah. Now you realize that it's not because the things are bad, but it's because they are not in order. Amen. I want you to pay attention to this statement. Not because the things are bad, but it is because they are not in order. That is why it brings disturbance. That is why it is ugly. That is why you will not want to deal with it. Hallelujah. So you realize that even in countries where things are in order, they are attractive to others. Other nationals want to move there when things are in order in a particular country. When they use money for what it's supposed to be used for. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When they use money to construct roads as it ought to be. When they use money to build hospitals. And they are watching to make sure and ensure that they are, they, their resources are utilized properly and in orderly. That place becomes attractive. That place looked prosperous. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Areas where things are in order. Where trash is placed in trash. Do you understand? People don't take things that do not belong to them. They don't break into cars that are not theirs. Do you understand? They don't break into homes that are not theirs. People drive the proper way. They drive on the right parts of the streets. And they pack the right places. When a place is like that, it has value. Do you understand? It has value. Teachers are paid what they are supposed to be paid. And the place has value. People want to live there. And even if you own something there, that thing has value. Because things are in order. Not that the things there are better than others, but there's order. Is someone understanding what I'm sharing? Yeah. Neighborhoods where things are in order, they, they have value because things are in order. Amen. Weeds, you know, what we call weeds, they become weeds because they grow in a place that they are not wanted. Isn't that so? That is why they become weeds. But they are also plants. They are plants, and some of them have their uses. But when they appear in a place where they are not wanted, they become disturbance. They are not nice. They are not beautiful. They are not attractive. Even when you have a pavement, you have a nice pavement and grass. You see, grass is nice. Grass, when it's in your lawn and it's nicely um, manicured, and it's nice. But even that nice grass, when it becomes, when it starts growing in the pavement, it is a disturbance. We pull you off to create order. Yes, we like you, but where you are coming, is the grass bad? But because of where it is showing up, it becomes nuisance. So whenever there is order, there is joy, there is beauty. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? In the creation also, God created order. God created order. And God created the sun, God created the moon. And God wanted the sun and the moon to operate in a certain order. Do you understand? If we were to have the moon and the sun always together, at a t it would not be a nice thing. Then in the night, we would not have any light. But there is order. Do you understand? The sea and the land, they have order. And they have to maintain that order. The God created the sea and, and said, the sea can only reach this point. You can have all your turbulence and have all the things you want, but if you reach at this point, don't go beyond. And the moment the sea decides to do that, it creates havoc. It creates disturbance. It creates an unpleasant place. You don't want to live there. 
Do you understand? But if the sea will know where to stop, he knows where to reach. You see that the land, even that is just next to the sea, becomes a place of pleasure. People want to lie there. People want to be there. People want to just be happy when there is order. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So order is supposed to bring us joy. It's supposed to bring us peace. It's supposed to bring us happiness. Amen. That is why people are happy when they, for instance, go to a hotel room. When you go to a hotel room, you are happy. When you get a key and then you take your luggage and then you wheel and you go to the door and you slide the key in and it open, you take in a deep breath. You are happy to see the bed laid nicely, beautifully. You know, the sheets so straightened, the pillows all ironed nicely and straightened towels are folded nicely in the bathroom. And the curtains, the towel, uh, the bathroom, shower curtains, all nicely folded. It's nice. You like to be there. And you prefer the hotel room to your bedroom. <laughs> Isn't that so? But you realize that you even have more things in your bedroom than in a hotel room. And you realize, if you look around, you realize that there is nothing in the hotel room that you don't have. The only difference is that there is order in that place. There is order. Amen. There is order. You have more things in your house than the hotel, but you prefer to be in the hotel. And they charge you a lot of money for you to stay there, and you are happy to pay because of the order that they have created. And when you leave, you go, you can do your bedroom there again, your, the way you do your things. You can do your bedroom things, leave your towels, the sheets. You want to find the sheets nicely folded and everything. And then you, you just do whatever you used to do. And then you go out and then you come back again. And they have created that order again. And then when you enter, <sighs> the same sheets. The same pillows, same mattress in one place because there is order, it makes a difference. Isn't that so? Yes. There is nothing in a hotel room that you do not have. Amen. So God is a God of order. Amen. And anytime we create order, we are happy. Anytime you create order in your kitchen, you like to be there. To cook. You like to be in your kitchen too. But sometimes you don't even want to look at your sink. Sometimes even your drawer, the drawer where you have your undergarments and your other things and you, you don't want to look at them. You just want to close your eyes and take something. But when you create order, when there is order, you have folded your things nicely. You know, sometimes even you open it to yourself and then you look and you are just smiling. You are happy. You are happy because you have created order. Amen. Amen. Because you have created order. You want, to be, you want to be in a home where there is order. Hallelujah. Anytime you create order, you are happy. You create order in your refrigerator, you open it and you are happy. The day that you take time to clean your refrigerator, remove all the things that you don't need, and then you arrange things in that order, you open it and you, can, you don't even want to close it. Have you realized that? Every five minutes you go in, you take, even you don't need the water, but you take it and then you put it back again. And then you put it, you, and then you step back and see if it's in the right place. You are happy. Because of order. Amen. So the same things in the same different places, but when they are arranged in order, it brings joy in that place. Hallelujah. So when order is absent, when order is absent, you think what you have is bad. When order is missing, you will think that what you have is bad. When you look at someone has created order in a place, you think that that person has a better thing than yours. 
But what is missing is order. The difference is order. Hallelujah. Now, many people also confuse the disorderliness in their marriage to mean that they have married the wrong person. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? What I mean is that because of the, conf- because of the disorder that is in your marriage, because things are not in order as God intended them to be, it makes you think that you have married the wrong person. When you look at one person's marriage where there is seem to be order, you think your marriage is bad. But that person has married a man just like you. That person has married a woman just like you. The only difference is that there is order here and there is no order there. Hallelujah. So, sometimes people think they have married the wrong person. And if you are thinking of changing your wife or changing your husband because you think you have married the wrong person, I think you should hold on to him or hold on to her until we finish sharing this message. Amen. Hallelujah. What did I say? Hold on to her or hold on to him. Amen. You see, that is why, that is why a lot of times, beloveds are happy. Do you understand? Beloveds are happy because the man is the man and the woman is the woman. When they are beloveds, do you understand? The man does what the man is supposed to do and the woman does what the woman is supposed to do whilst they are beloveds. And so they are happy. Do you understand? Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you? There is order. There is order when the man is being the man or the man is being allowed to be the man and the woman is allowed to be the woman. That is the order of things. And when there is that order, two beloveds, they are happy with one another because there is order. Hallelujah. So if you are planning to marry and you see order with your beloved, Understand that if that order is going to prevail in the marriage, then you are going to be happy. Amen. I'm telling them. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33. The Bible says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of what? Peace. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. So it means whenever there is confusion, whenever there is confusion in any place, God is not there. Did somebody hear me? Whenever there is confusion in a place, God is not there. Because God is not involved in the authorization of confusion. God does not author or God does not offer us confusion. So when there is confusion, God is not involved. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 40. He says, let few things be done decently and in order. Let, let some things be done decently and in order. Is that what we are reading? It says, let all things be done decently and in order. Let all things, all things, let everything be done decently and in order. This is a scripture, it's a command. Allow things to be done decently and in order. Hallelujah. So God has also set order in a home. God has set order in our homes. And in the home, there are certain elements that make up the home. Hallelujah. And these elements ought to be in their proper place. These elements ought to be in order. Now, the three basic elements in a home are the man, the woman, and the children. These are the three basic elements in a home. The man, the woman... And the children. 
Now, all these people form a part of the family, and they have different roles to play. Hallelujah. I said they all have different roles that they have to play. And any attempt to change their roles, any attempt to change the role of the man, or the role of the woman, or the role of the children, any attempt to change these roles bring disorder in the home. And it brings unpleasantness. It brings ugliness. Whenever there is a change in their order. Amen. Amen. But if we will let each person play his or her role, if we will allow the man to be the husband, and we allow the wife, the woman to be the wife, and we allow the children to be children, then there is order. The way God intended it. Hallelujah. Then there will be order. God intended that the man, for this reason shall a man leave father and mother and cleave unto his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. If we allow the man to be the man, and the, the man to be the husband, and the woman to be a wife, and the children to be children, you realize that there is order. Hallelujah. So if you are a man in the home, you must choose to be the father. You must choose to be the husband. You, if you choose, if you are a man in the home, and you choose to be a father and not a husband, you create a disorder. Amen. You didn't hear me. If you are a man in the house, you are the man in the home, and you choose to be a father, that means you father children. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And you are not a husband. It is a disorder. It is a disorder, and it brings chaos. It brings disturbance. There will be a time where you want to receive certain treatment as a husband because you are assuming you are a husband and those treatments will not come to you and it brings disorder. It brings disturbance. It brings separation. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So the man in the house ought to be a husband. A husband. Do you understand? A husband means a house band. The one that binds the house together. Amen. The man in the house is the husband. And you cannot be a father and not a husband. Hallelujah. It's a disorder that God did not create. So if you have any situation like that, that you are living with a man and you are just allowing him to father children in the home and he's not a husband, you are creating a disorder and confusion and God did not authorize that because God is not the author of confusion. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 2. I'm going to show you something very, very important. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 2. It says, Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances or the orders of things or the doctrines as I deliver them to you. Verse 2. Look at this. It says, but I will have you know. I will have you know. I will have you know. This you must know. This you have to know. I will have you know. This you ought to know. Are you listening to me, church? You have to know this. It says, I will have you know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. It's an order. Hallelujah. Diana, are you understanding what I'm sharing? Yes. He says, but I would have you know. I would have you know. I would have you know 
that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. Hallelujah. So you see, like, can you be God for the moment? Come, come, come. God, stand here. Okay. You see. And can you be Christ? Okay, come. Christ. Stand here. Okay. And who can be a man? You can be the man. Come. Come. Stand here. And you want to be the woman. Come. Stand here. Come and stand here. No, 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 no. Woman, why are you changing position? Hey! Order! You, you want to come before God? What a shock. All right. So, no, come here. Come, come here. Stand here. Okay. Turn this way. All right. Turn this way. And you turn that way. Okay. So, you see, it says that I would have you know that the head of every man, the head of every man, the, the one that this man looks up to, the head of every man is Christ. Do you understand? And he says, and the head of the woman, the head of the woman is who? The man. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And he says, and the head of Christ is God. So Christ looks up to God. The man looks up to Christ. And the woman looks up to the man. This is an order that God created. And this you must know. This you must know. And it's a God that changeth not. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So this order is not going to change because we are in the 21st century. This order is, is not changing because we are in the 21st century. That ah, I am a woman of the 21st century. And in the 21st century, a woman is a woman. And a woman is independent. And a woman does not look up to the man to do anything. The woman, this cannot change because now you are in the 21st century. This order cannot change. Amen. It cannot change because now you have education. That now you are educated so much and you know so much science and you understand so much that now you don't look up to Christ anymore. It cannot change. That you are educated and you are engineer and you are a scientist and so you understand so much that this Christ thing, this cannot change. It cannot change because now you are some executive, you are a CEO in some company, and you are the boss in that company. You have learned so much that now a woman does not look up to the man. This order cannot change. Hallelujah. This order cannot change because of the culture that you happen to live in. That we live in America, so there is no such order. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, here is God. Here is Christ. Here is the man and here is the woman. And it's an order that ought to be there. It's an order that ought not to change. Hallelujah. It's an order that must not change. This order must not change because you are an older woman than the man. This order cannot change because you have more education than the man. This order cannot change because you, have, you make more money than the man. It cannot change. And any attempt to change it, you bring a disorder. Hallelujah. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? God has set this order in place. And when there is any disturbance, when there is any form of disturbance in this, it brings confusion. It brings ugliness. It brings disturbance. It brings divorce. Whenever there is any disorder, whenever there is any disturbance in this arrangement, 
what it leads to is separation. It leads to divorce. Hallelujah. That is why oftentimes you will hear, you see, you will hear oftentimes, you see, God made the order and he placed it as an innate thing in us that we look to this order. We were created in this form. That you will often hear that the man is always saying, oh, she does not respect me. Oh, she does not honor me. Oh, she does not submit to me. You see, you will never hear that confusion here. You will never hear God complaining that Christ does not submit to me. Christ does not look up to me. Christ does not honor me. You will never hear that disorder. But you can also hear that disorder between here where the Christ is saying, you do not honor me. If I be the father, if I be the father, where is my honor? And whenever these things are not respected, when you are not honoring Christ, you see that you are poor. And you are angry. And there's so much disturbance in the home. And there's fighting for money. And there's something, the reason is you do not honor. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's because you are breaking this order. You are breaking this order. Hallelujah. Amen. So you don't normally hear that the woman is complaining that he doesn't submit to me. You see, because God did not create that reverse. Do you understand? Whenever you switch this position, whenever you switch this, and now you are the one that is leading, you want to be the one that is leading, you bring disorder. You bring confusion. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, clap your hands for these people. Take your seat for a moment. Amen. So you don't hear that disturbance. You don't hear that complaint between God and Christ. You don't hear it. You don't often hear it. Now, anyone who respects this order... Anyone who honors and maintains this order brings stability in the home. You bring progress in the home. You bring promotion in the home. Anyone who honors that order that God has set, if you are a woman that honors this order and that you look up to the man and the man is your head, you bring joy and peace and promotion into your life. Any man who submits to Christ brings peace into his life. And so the scripture says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let me show you something. The scripture says, can we read from the New Living Translation? It says, let this mind be in you. Let this mind, this mindset, this mind of order. This mind, let it be in you. He says, let, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus also had between him Amen. and God. Amen. Have the same attitude. Have the same mind. Let this mind be in you. Also, you towards Christ. Let this mind of order, this mind of submitting to who is your head, let this mind be in you. As also was in Christ Jesus. He says, you must have the same attitude that Jesus had. You never hear that disturbance between Jesus and the Father. Have we read somewhere in the Bible where God was complaining? Priscilla, did you see a scripture in the Bible where God was complaining that Christ does not honor me? That Christ does not submit to me? And that I am... I, you see, the place where someone rose up and was not ready to submit to the Lord... He was cast out from the place. When Lucifer rose up and he wanted to be equal, instead of submitting, he wanted to be equal with God and be in the same role, he was cast out from heaven. This place, there is peace. We don't like disorder. We don't like disturbance. Whenever you break that order, you bring divorce. You bring separation. You are cast out of the place. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? So he says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. The next verse, he says, though he was God, 
though he was God. You see, God has set an order. But he says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to clench to. He did not think of equality. Though you are a person, though you are also born of a womb, though you are also a woman, though you also have brains, though you have also gone to school, though you also have education, you do not think yourself as equal with the man because we are all persons. You may choose to accept this or not. But I tell you, you will create disorder and confusion and you will not be happy. It says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to clench to. Though I have a lot of education, though I have studied more than you, though I am a doctor and you are a cleaner, though I know more than you, but I don't think we are equal. You are the man and I am the woman. Hallelujah. And so he says, let this mind, the same mind that was in Christ, let it be in you. I am a nurse. You are a taxi driver. But we are not equal. You are not equal. I am, I am a lawyer. And you are a cleaner. But we are not equal. And let this mind, let this mind also be in you. He says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to clench to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He gave up his divine privileges. Yes, you are the CEO, you are a woman, but you are a CEO of a boss in, your, in a job. And there are so many men that submit to you and they report to you. And there are so many men that give you reports and you give orders. When you come to the home, you give up those privileges. When it's in the home, there is an order. And you give up those privileges. And this is not a man's thing. Young women, are you listening to me? If you want joy in your home, if you want joy in a marriage, respect this order. If you want peace and beauty, respect the order that God has set. You say, I don't understand it, but I respect it. He says, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God. He humbled himself in obedience to his head. That is why the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. He gave. He sent Christ. To die for the world. He said, Jesus, okay, you say I'm going. Did he want to come? Did he want to die? We see in the scriptures that he says, this is not my will. This is not, if I had my will, if I was deciding on my own, this is not what I would have done. But let not my will be done, but the head, the one that is ahead of me, the one that has chosen me, the one that has sent me, let your will be done. Let your will be done. And if you also will have the same attitude, if you have the same attitude, amen, if you have the same attitude, if the man will also have the same attitude towards Christ, amen, are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Would you give me a few minutes, let me just finish reading this scripture. Are you sure? You see, you are going to complain tomorrow, so I'll pause here. And then, um, we have communion. Wonderful. Okay, let's finish reading the scripture. It says, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. And died a criminal death on the cross. Therefore, 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 I tell you, anyone that respects this order, 
Anyone that honors this order, you see joy, you see elevation, you see promotion. Though you are a woman, though you are a woman, you are not less of a person. If you respect this joy, you'll be elevated, you'll be exalted, you'll be praised, you'll be honored. He says, therefore, therefore, because of that, because of this, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. The name above all other names. That is why when you are a woman and you respect this order, you are a woman above all women. You are the chosen woman. The Bible calls you a virtuous woman. He said your husband will praise you. Your husband will lie down for you. Your husband will be turned whatever direction. You see, you become what you are not. But you see, it's divine wisdom. It is high wisdom that you have to get. But the enemy will tell you that you are a woman of the 21st century. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He said you are a modern woman. You live in America. And so you watch all the things on the soap opera. And you watch all the things on TV. And then you see that women are women. But if we allow order, if we allow order, he says, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor. You will be elevated to the place of highest honor. When you respect this order. When you respect this order. Say, God gave him a name above all other names. He said, you will be called the precious woman. You are precious. And he says that such a woman, who can find? Who can find? You have price that is far above rubies. Such woman, who can find? But you see, that is divine, high wisdom. High wisdom. Do you understand? High wisdom. So he says, at, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why, that is why every woman who decides to marry should not marry a man who does not have Christ as his head. Because that is not the order of God. And if you do that, you have created a disorder that God did not authorize. And hence he said, be not equally yoked together with unbelievers, not them that do not look up to Christ as their head. Do not be equally yoked to a man that does not look up to Christ as a head. Hallelujah. Our time is up, and I want you to clap your hands together for the Lord. And we will continue next time that we meet. Stand to your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Lord, we are thankful for divine wisdom. We are grateful, Lord. A God of order. You are indeed a God of order. You set things in order. You set the moon in its place. And you set the sun in its place. Lord, you set the sea in its place. And you set the land in its place. You set light and darkness. And you separate them. Lord, you are a God of order. 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 God, the Father, the head of Christ. Christ, the head of the man. The man, the head of the woman. Lord, help us to respect the order that you have set in our lives. The order of things that you have set for us. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor.
Father, thank you, Jesus. Help us to respect order. You are a God of order. Help us to honor order. Help us, oh God, to respect order. To honor order. To cherish the order that you have set in our lives. We thank you, Jesus. We glorify your name. This is my day. We glorify your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. anyone here this afternoon you are not born again you don't have jesus christ as your savior if you were to die today christ is not your head christ is not in you you do not have jesus as your savior you are not born again if you were to die today you are not sure of where you are going but beloved there's a place that is prepared for us no matter what sin you are in no matter what sin you are involved in there is no sin that is above the blood of Jesus. 
Therefore, if you are here this afternoon and you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, if you want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life this afternoon, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. Just lift up your right hand high above your head so that I can see. So I can pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? This is your chance. You may not have this opportunity again. But this is your opportunity. This is your chance. Christ is here to save you. Christ is here to save you. You want to give your life to Jesus? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Oh yes, you can hear a voice telling you, lift up your hand. And I'm here to reach out to you. Christ is here to save you. Is that you? Is that you he's talking to right now? Are you the one? Are you the one? Oh Jesus, thank you. Thank you. One last opportunity. Is there anyone here you want to give your life to Christ? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for giving us your only begotten Son to die for us. Lord Jesus, we are thankful for your obedience to the Father that you came in the form of man forsook your crown above and you took upon yourself the form of man all for our sake all for the love that you have for us we honor you and we glorify you in Jesus name Amen why don't you clap your hands for Jesus oh you are clapping We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.